One of the defining hallmarks of God's character and nature is that He has made Himself and continues to make Himself available to His people and to His enemies. Not only does God make Himself available, but He created man to be aware of His availability. Nowhere is this more evident than in the act of prayer. Prayer reveals less of what we say and more of what we are. We are able to participate in conversation with God. It's not just that God demands that we pray, but that He has made Himself available to our prayers. And this is the dialogue between an available God and His people. People are at all times praying. The Christian has the assurance that God is not only listening, but is also interested and concerned with us, His children. Prayer is also at the same time a discipline. It is true that man is at all times praying, regardless of his religious affiliation and confession. Man does not pray to whatever he thinks can assist him in trials and struggles, whether that be himself, some other force or being, or even nature. With this understanding, prayer can be seen as either the intentional dialogue between creator and creation, or the accidental exchange between two unexpected parties. For the Christian, prayer becomes an invitation on behalf of God to the believer to grow in faith and knowledge of their Father through His Spirit of the Son. Let's look at the text, The Spirit Helps Us Pray. The book is divided into four sections, the first being an introduction followed by three parts. Introduction This section of the book focuses on the nature of prayer, as well as the varying types of dialogue the believer participates in when conversing with God. From this we can see just how all-encompassing prayer truly is. Rather than beginning with what prayer isn't, this section focuses on what prayer is, and this includes the following. Prayer as adoration, communication, communion, confession, contrition, entreaty, intercession, meditation, petition, praying in the spirit, submission, supplication, thanksgiving, travail, and worship. Part 1. Prayer in the Old Testament. This chapter explores how the figures in the Old Testament prayed, what they prayed, where they prayed, and who they did and did not pray for, as depicted from Genesis to Malachi. While it is true that the Christian bases his primary understanding of prayer on how Christ prayed to the Father, as seen in the Gospels, it is clear from studying the Old Testament that Christ was acting upon an already established practice rehearsed by the Hebrew people. For us, further studying and imitating of prayer by the Old Testament figures will help shape how we pray today. This chapter is further divided into six subsections. The Prayers of the Patriarchs and Their Contemporaries The Prayers of Moses The Period from Joshua to King Saul The Prayers of David and Other Psalmists The Prayers of Solomon and Later Leaders of Israel And Prayer in the Prophetic Books Part 2 Prayer in the New Testament as mentioned before, the Christian foundation of understanding prayer begins first with how Christ interacts with His Father. For the believer, Christ sets the example and the standard for how we should pray, why we should pray, where we should pray, when we should pray, and who do we pray for. This section is further divided into six scholastic studies on prayer as presented in the New Testament books. Prayer in the Ministry of Christ this study explores the attitude, manner, and words in which Jesus prays and emphasizes the importance of personal practice. 
Christ's teaching on prayer. Not only do we have Christ as the example of prayer based on what he did, but also on how he taught about prayer to his disciples and followers. Prayer in the Jerusalem Church By studying the first and early church as depicted in the book of Acts and in some of the subsequent epistles, we are given a window into the early church's practices closest to the death, resurrection, and ascension of Christ. By examining and exploring how the early church prayed, we should be able to examine our own modern practices in prayer and consider how or if things have changed concerning this discipline. Prayer and the Expanding Church The emphasis of this section is on what is received through prayer and in light of the dysphoria, or the time when the new sect of Jews found themselves outside the familiar walls of Jerusalem, how the new missional and growing church prayed. Paul on Prayer Part 1 and Part 2 These two sections focus on the role of prayer as it pertains to our relationship with others and ourselves, in light of God's availability to all people at all times. When we discuss the availability of God and of man's ability to converse with Him, this study also focuses on the role of prayer in our personal relationship in and with God. Prayer in Hebrews and the General Epistles Jesus and Paul, probably the most quoted New Testament figures in Scripture on the subject of prayer, were not the only ones who taught the importance of the discipline. In the letters of Peter, James, John, Jude, and the Apocalypse of John, also known as Revelation, it is clear to see the further development of the eschatological and ecclesiastical importance of prayer as the church continued to grow and face persecution. Part 3. Prayer in Contemporary Practice The book concludes by addressing some miscellaneous items found in scripture and in church practices, including angelic intervention. While this may seem odd to some, it is nevertheless important for us to recognize and reflect on how the angels are depicted in scripture. Prayer and Revival This explores the relationship between a new movement of God's presence and the practices of the current church. The Disciplines of Prayer, a Practicum This focuses on the day-to-day practices of intentional and accidental prayer. And Problems Considered This section focuses on the problems believers may have in understanding how prayer interacts with sin, human reasoning, God's character, and the laws of nature. After reading and studying this book, you should be able to do the following. Recall and identify how figures in the Old and New Testaments prayed. Critique and define the role of the Holy Spirit in personal and communal prayer. Explain and assess the Pentecostal hermeneutic concerning prayer. Analyze the contemporary practice of prayer by comparing it to the historical practice. This book was selected by the IPHC and NHM schools of ministry for the following reasons. As far as books on prayer go, this is an excellent resource in its readability, sound theological implications, and clarity in application, despite the vast amount of information found in the text. In addition to the Spirit Helps Us Pray workbook, you have an additional assignment. Write at least a one-page essay in Times New Roman, double-spaced, at 12-point font on the following topic. After choosing a figure from the Old or New Testament, analyze and explain the effects of their prayers on their life. This has been course MCP 1.09 in the Minister's License Credentialing Series. Upon watching this course, please read the assigned text, complete the workbook, and type your essay. 
please print the essay and place it in the back of your workbook. This is the final online video for the Minister's License Credentialing Series. Please make sure that all of your workbooks and additional assignments are completed and given to the School of Ministries Director one month prior to the credentialing service. Blessings, and study to show yourself approved.